The Rockin' 25 College Basketball Poll is put together by sports experts from around the country. While some voters see one or two games a week, our voters see games live, on TV, and really understand college basketball. It's time to release the Rockin' 25 on the Rockin' pregame. All right. It is our college basketball rocketologist from the Rockin' 25 College Basketball Poll. We're joined by our buddies, first off, analytics consultant and owner of Haslametrics.com, Eric Haslam, and NFL and college basketball contributor to Tease the Dog, that would be Michael Hunter. The Big 12 has the toughest schedule uh, remainer, uh, remaining in the NCAA, but how good are BYU, Oklahoma, and Iowa State? To be determined, and I say that as these three teams, BYU is 12-1, and Oklahoma is 12-1, and Iowa State is 11-2, and and these are all top 25 teams that has Lemetricstar.com or are very close to the top. BYU is a top five team. Iowa State's board is arguably a top five team. But then you look at what they've accomplished, and it kind of takes a step back. And you're looking at record quality, which is a metric that I track on my site. BYU is 20th there. Oklahoma is 22nd. Iowa State is 57th. And then you take a, a better look, a deep dive into strength of schedule. BYU, 256th. Oklahoma, 285th. Iowa State, 325th. So, obviously, these guys have padded their resume with a lot of cupcakes early on. Now, they have had some quality wins in there. BYU has defeated San Diego State. That's a nice win. Their only loss is at Utah. You can completely understand that one. Oklahoma has got a win over Providence, a neutral court loss to North Carolina. Again, understandable. And then Iowa State uh, has a couple losses. The neutral court loss to Virginia Tech is not so bad. The neutral court loss to Texas A&M is acceptable. But again, we're going to find out pretty quickly what these guys are made of, especially BYU. I talked about them on Twitter or X a couple weeks ago when I said that BYU, I think, had only faced one top 75 team out of its first 13 games. Well, their entire month of January for BYU, they're going to face nothing but top 60 teams. So this is going to be a true test. Once we get the Big 12 schedule, we're going to find out what BYU, Oklahoma, and Iowa State are made of. For me, the record quality, is, as Eric said, kind of speaks for itself. Iowa State, you know, the defensive metrics look fantastic, basically the top five team in the nation. But when you're playing teams like Green Bay, Lindenwood, Grambling, DePaul, Prairie View, Florida A&M, Eastern Illinois, New Hampshire, Idaho State, I mean, if you're a Power 6 team, that's kind of the expectation is for you to be very good, at least on one side of the ball or the other, if not both. So, you know, I, I just also disagree about the Virginia Tech loss. I don't think Virginia Tech is really all that good at all. That Texas A&M loss, certainly understandable. I'm not going to gonna split hairs there. Uh, Oklahoma, it's very similar to Iowa State, in my opinion. Central Michigan, Mississippi Valley State, Rio Grande, Pine Bluff. You know, the only team they've really, really played that's really any good, I think, is UNC, and they lost there in a kind of neutral court game, kind of. I'm not sure about Providence. I do think that Arkansas is a quality one. I think Arkansas is a, is a potential NCAA team, or I have them in the NCAA tournament this year. But I think BYU is the best of these three and we're going to find out who the pretenders are because I really like the Big 12 this year, and the pretenders don't last very long when you start getting into the Big 12 schedule. Michael, behind the Big 12, we have the SEC. Will the SEC have more or less than eight teams in the field this year? Uh, I'm going to go with exactly eight. Uh, give me Tennessee. E even at their barely above 500 record at Alabama. I'm going to put in Auburn. I really like one of their freshmen. That's a team that I wasn't really high on early in the season, but they seem to be one of those uh, 
almost one of those classic Florida State teams that the sum of their parts is kind of better than their individual talents. Texas A&M is another team that I'm not real high on, but for some reason they just keep winning, so I'm going to stick with them. Kentucky is a team that I love. I love the Dillingham kid. The kid is maybe the fastest in the nation with the ball in his hands. He just makes things happen. Really like him a lot. Uh, Arkansas, and then for the eighth team, I'm going to go with Ole Miss, uh, who's currently perfect on the season. I'm not a real believer in Florida. I'm definitely not a believer in Mississippi State, though the Bulldogs might, might have a chance if Tolu Smith returns. He's at full if he's at full strength, maybe they can sneak in. But the problem with Mississippi State is this team loves to shoot the three. It accounts for forty three percent of their field goal attempts. The problem is that they rank two hundred and thirty fifth in the nation in three point shooting. Against a bad Georgia Tech team, they didn't attempt a two-point field goal for something like the first 11 minutes of the second half while Georgia Tech was making their run. So I think it's a poor decision-making team. It's a poor shooting team that relies heavily on what they do very badly for that. You know, that just doesn't make a, a quality team or a potential team for an NCAA tournament run through a very tough conference in the SEC. I also just think that Florida doesn't have the horses to be able to hang with the rest of the conference and the teams that I mentioned before. Let's release the Rocking 25 with Purdue holding tight at number one. Houston not following far behind. One vote separates Houston from Purdue at number two. UConn, Kansas, and Marquette who you can't trust, finish the top five. Tennessee and Clemson finish six and seven. With Arizona getting blown out this week, who are the top four seeds if you had to pick them right now, Eric? Yeah, I think the first three are pretty clear cut. Purdue is going to be the top seed right now if you looked at, at how things kind of laid out today. Um, Houston's going to be probably second. They're undefeated right now. It's pretty hard to keep them out. Third, I think you got to go with Kansas. Kansas is a, a team that the analytics are not in love with. They're, I don't even think they're in my top 25. They're like 27 or something like that. And that's largely because of their efficiency margins. When they play lesser teams, they have not knocked off the, the socks of the analytics, so to speak. But they do have wins over Kentucky, Tennessee, UConn. You cannot deny that. That, is, that holds a lot of value with the committee. So I think they're going to be a one seed. If I have to go with the last one, I'm still – I'll, I'll – probably go UConn and I'll say that I'll throw UConn out there just because they beat North Carolina they beat Gonzaga they beat St. John's they had the loss to Kansas understandable a bad loss to Seton Hall but at the same time Arizona is going to be really close there as well they've gotten a very nice wins even better wins than UConn in my opinion they beat Duke they beat Michigan State they beat Wisconsin they beat Alabama but they do have the extra loss they lost to Purdue understandable they lost to Florida Atlantic in double overtime in a really really good game and then kind of the head-scratcher, which was this past weekend with Stanford. But you really kind of have to take that game with a grain of salt. I think Stanford shot something like 60% from three-point range. They were just red-hot in that game. Not many teams in the country are beating Stanford when they shoot like that. But if I had to pick between UConn or, or Arizona, I'd probably go with UConn, with Arizona being right behind them, followed by maybe Marquette, Tennessee, North Carolina, also in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anybody in the country is beating any team when they shoot 16 for 25 from three, which is 64%. And, and not only that, they also shot 54% from two. So, you know, 1.33 points per possession uh, for Stanford in that game against Arizona. And, I, you know, I think right now my four number ones are, are very, although they're the exact same as Eric's, Purdue, Houston, UConn, and Kansas. Tennessee, yeah, Rick Barnes, regardless of the seed, will be lucky to make it out of the first weekend per usual. Marquette, we've already established you can't trust. And, I mean, is there any other way to ask for 
any kind of foolishness to happen than giving Brad Brownell a potential one seed in the NCAA tournament, I think Clemson would quickly join Virginia as the only number one seeds to ever lose in the first round if that were the case. I think Clemson's tough. Miami showed kind of just where they actually stand this week, however, um, though the Hurricanes are a lot better in Coral Gables than they are on the road. I think we've seen and their success re- relies heavily upon how Nigel Pack is going to play on any particular night. But you cannot give Brad Brownell a, a number one seed or even really a number two seed just on his coaching ability alone. I think he's a uh, he would be a, a very popular pick for an early round exit even as a high seed like that. So uh, I'll take the same four, Purdue, Houston, UConn, and Kansas as my top four ones right now. All right, exclusive to the Rockin' pregame. <clears throat> it is the Rockin' 25 College Basketball Poll with our Rocketologists, Eric Haslam and Michael Hunter. So you got Illinois, now without Terrence Shannon Jr. They're at eight. Kentucky and Arizona wrap up the top ten. Then BYU, Oklahoma, North Carolina, and Colorado State wrap up the top 14. So Michael... Which teams, in your mind, are a fraud in sheep's clothing? Well, Darren Shannon's a fraud, first of all. I mean, we saw this coming as a group. We talked about it on the show before. Anyway, of this group, I'm going to have to go with Oklahoma, not because I think they're really completely fraudulent, but because I believe in everyone else just a little bit more. I think the Big 12 as a conference is... Like we've said, one of the top two conferences in the nation. I think it's closer this year than it has been a lot in the past. I think they're primed to get smacked around a little bit at the start of the Big 12 season just because their schedule hasn't really been as up to snuff as some of the other teams in the conference. I'm not sure they have all the star power that they're going to need to to be successful in the Big 12 consistently. I think they're probably going to hover around 500 for most of the season and be maybe a bubble team or one of the last eight into the tournament, if I had to guess. Well, now 15 to 20, starting off with Memphis, Baylor, and Wisconsin. 15 to 17. 18 is FAU. 19, Colorado. James Madison wrapping up the top 20. Utah is 21. Eric, which teams have sh- are shooting better than their preseason expectations? And which teams have shown the most and the least growth so far this year in your analytics? Well, shooting, uh, Kentucky is going to be one of them. That was a team that was last year in adjusted three point percent. They finished the season 113th. They're second in the country right now. You got five guys on that team that average three and a half attempts or more per game. Four of those guys are shooting over 38% from three. Reed Shepard has been a godsend. The freshman shooting 56%. That's ridiculous behind the arc. Rob Dillingham, like like um, Michael mentioned before, another freshman, he's shooting 45%. Of course, you have Antonio Reeves there as well. He's shooting 46%. So you so UK is shooting a lot better than a lot of Kentucky teams that you'd expect. That is, I would say UK is shooting better than what we've seen out of UK teams from the past. Another team I'll throw out there right now is Colorado. That's uh, They were 105th in adjusted three-point percentage last year. They're third right now. Their three main shooters are Julian Hammond, KJ Simpson, and Tristan Da Silva. They're respectively shooting 48, 47, and 39% from distance. So Kentucky, Colorado shooting better. When you're looking at most growth, I think just kind of getting a gut feel for things. The teams that are I really wouldn't expect to uh, have been as high as they are in my rankings, Colorado, as we just talked about, is one of them. Clemson, Michael mentioned earlier, another good one. Colorado State, who has really excelled. And then Dayton has looked really, really, really good. As far as least growth goes, if you're looking at teams that just have not delivered, I think UCLA is going to be one. I think there were going to be some growing pains with the Bruins. 
But I expected more out of them because their recruiting rankings were so high. They just have not delivered. Maryland has been a disappointment. Nine and five on the year so far, not terrible, but their outside shooting has been awful. They're 351st in the country at adjusted three-point percentage. And then the last team I'll throw out there is our friends from USC. They're betting 500 this year, seven and seven with losses to Long Beach State, Oregon, and Oregon State. Definitely, this was supposed to be the year that USC was going to be a top 15 team. They have been nowhere near that so far. Yeah, I mentioned them earlier in the season as a team that I was looking to have them grow as the season went along, as long as their front court could perform. You know, they get Bronny James back, which certainly bolsters their appeal to the media and and their backcourt, but that front court hasn't really helped. And, you know, you can tell that they're young, and that's a team that uh, has really disappointed so far this year. The last four teams in the Rock in 25 are. Duke and Iowa State at 22 and 23, and then a tie at 24 with Auburn and Old Miss. Michael, which team has your eye moving in to the top 25 soon? If I had to pick one team, and this is this is a complete shot in the dark, I guess the, the number one team would be Alabama. Um, the way they play and the way that Nate Oates coaches, they would probably be the easy selection, I think. But what I'm looking at right now is a Michigan State team that I think is starting to put it together. They've won four in a row, victories over Baylor. I'm not going to say away or neutral. It was more of a home game. But also don't overlook a win against Indiana State. I think they're primed to pull off about, about 10 wins in a row before they match up with Wisconsin on the road on January 26th. I think that game will be kind of a defining moment uh, for the Spartans and, and Tom Izzo. I think they'll get by Illinois unless Terrence Shannon is somehow reinstated, but like, I just don't see that happening. I think they'll get by Rutgers. Minnesota should be easy. Maryland, who knows, but you know, at College Park, it's still Maryland, so I'm going I'm to give them that victory as well. I think Michigan State is kind of in position to win a lot of games in a row right here and, and move really deep into maybe the middle teens of our top 25 bowl. And I'm going to say it again. I'm going to pick my number 22 team, Dayton, who's 11-2 uh, right now, 14th in record quality, 52nd in strength of schedule. They did not litter their non-conference schedule with cupcakes. They've won eight in a row. They were number 11 in my momentum metric. They've beaten LSU in a neutral court. They've won at SMU, which is a very nice win. They've beat Cincinnati on a neutral court, which is a very nice win. Their only losses so far is a neutral court loss to Houston, which is uh, obviously a tough one. And then the loss at Northwestern, which on paper after the Illinois game doesn't seem so great. But keep in mind, this was a Northwestern team who beat Purdue on their home court. So losses at Northwestern and a neutral court loss to to Houston still looks pretty good. No bad losses there. Also, this is a team that can shoot. They're number sixth in the country and adjusted three-point percentage. I think their defense has to step up a bit. Right now, they're 73rd. I want to see if you're going to be a true contender, you got to be top 35, top 40 in defense. They're not there, but most certainly a strong start for Anthony Grant's guys. A little side note, they will host UMass on Sunday. That's another top 75, A-10 team that has definitely blown away the preseason expectations. So that's a good one there for the high to mid-major fans listening. Yeah, you're both wrong. The answer is Nebraska ball. I mean, K-Say. I'm not sure the answer to any question is Nebraska. K-Say. <laughs> All right. What? I don't get that. Nebraska's K-Say went on a streak 28 points against oh, okay. Indiana. All right. I thought that was some lingo the kids were using now. K-Say, no. bro. Good shooter. All right. Other teams receiving votes in the 25 alphabetically are Alabama, Creighton, Dayton, Gonzaga, Grand Canyon, Michigan State, Nevada, New Mexico, 
Ohio State, Princeton, Providence, San Diego State, South Carolina, Texas, Texas A&M, Villanova, and Virginia. Michael, which team currently should we not expect to find in the round of 32 in March? And you can't say Tennessee. Uh, give me South Carolina. Come on down. I just, admittedly, I'm not watching a lot of South Carolina games. It's not for any reason in particular. I'm just not really excited to watch any any team in the Power Six play the schedule that South Carolina's played. I mean, we've talked about it numerous times just today alone. USC Upstate, VMI, DePaul, a terrible Notre Dame team, a terrible George Washington team, East Carolina, Charleston Southern, Winthrop, Elon, and Florida A&M. The only team they've played of any kind of consequence is Clemson, and they lost. Granted, on the road, Clemson is always tough at home. In uh, Little John, so I mean, what what do you glean from playing eleven terrible teams and Virginia Tech, who we don't know what we have, and losing to the only actual good team that you have on your schedule thus far? I, I mean, once you get into SEC play, we've already talked about the SEC. There's eight, nine, possibly ten uh, NCAA tournament teams in this conference. If they're any good, we're going to find out real quick. I don't think they're any good. I don't think they're going to dance. Never mind, make the round of 32. And if you're talking about a team that may not even make the round of 64, I'm going to throw Providence out there on the based on the, based on the fact that they lost Bryce Hopkins to a torn ACL on Wednesday. He was one of their basically bread-and-butter players on that team. And if you look at the rest of that roster, it's not exactly stacked. So, I mean, I, I think Bryce Hopkins was not having his best season. He was still – uh, a cornerstone of that program, though. And when you lose him for the year, I don't know. I, I just don't think that Providence is going to have enough to get in the tournament this year. It's the Rockin' 25 college basketball poll with our rocketologists, Michael Hunter and Eric Haslam. Which game is the one to watch out for in the next week? Well, can I pick two? I'm going to pick two. Um, I'm circling the big one for me is I'm circling BYU and Baylor uh, next Tuesday night. We are, as I said, Damn it, before, Eric. <laughs> we're going to find out very quickly. Oh, good. BYU is, is in that game. They head into the brand-new Foster Pavilion in Waco to face the Bears, squaring off against one of the better backcourts in the country of Jacoby Walter, Ray J. Dennis, and Jaden Nunn. Um, I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see if Baylor's athleticism is going to be problematic for the Cougars' outside shooting. Um, the other game, same night, Houston at Iowa State. Again, we talked about Iowa State possibly being a pretender. These are two teams, as Michael mentioned earlier, that do it with defense. Houston is my number one in defensive efficiency. Iowa State, number seven. Very interesting metric at Haslametrics.com where I track potential points off of steals. These are the top two teams in the country in that particular metric. So these are two teams that are very, very good, getting takeaways and scoring quickly in transition opportunities. Offensively, Iowa State has shown they are more than capable, but that Houston defense is just performing at an elite level right now. It should be an excellent test for the Cyclones to see if they're the real deal. Yeah, I, obviously, by my reaction, Eric stole my answer with BYU and Baylor. Just a quick note for Baylor. I love their freshman, Eve Misi. We've talked about him on this before, but in the middle, he's an absolute monster. He's a seven-foot freshman, very agile, runs the floor well, finishes around the rim, blocks shots, rebounds. He's awesome. Really fun to watch. You know, calling an audible on best games of the week. Saturday is kind of loaded with under-the-radar games. Uh, Marquette, 
traveling to Seton Hall. Seton Hall's kind of shown recently that they're not really a team to be trifled with. I think that could be a good game. North Carolina travels to Little John to take on Clemson. I think, again, we're going to find out, you know, real quick what Clemson's kind of made of after taking it right in the teeth against Miami. And then kind of something a little under the radar, Auburn versus Arkansas on Saturdays could be a fun game. I think Aiden Holloway is one of the best-kept secrets in the nation as far as freshmen go, and that may be because he's really up and down. He could give you 24 points. He could give you five points. And and that's something that, you know, we obviously see a lot of when it comes to freshmen. But if Auburn's going to do anything and climb further into our top 25, he's going to have to become a consistent scorer of basketball. And I know you love that term, Eric, which is why I said it. <laughs> in order for Bruce Pearl to make a run in March. Also a nice stepping stone for Arkansas as they try to get their way up to the top, uh, top half of the SEC and maybe stay there. It's been kind of a rough go for both Arkansas and Alabama thus far in this uh, early in the season so those are those are some of the games i'm going to be watching on saturday friends where can people find your work you can follow me at, at tease the dog d-a-w-g on twitter and for right now that's just about it and people again can find my writings my rankings my bracketology and my projections over at haslometrics.com and if you're looking for me on twitter or x i'm going to be out there going hashtag analytically final at at haslometrics all right, Eric Hassel and Michael Hunter breaking down the Rockin' 25 college basketball poll this week, and it's always available at rock101lubbock.com. If you missed any of it, thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, when we come back here, we'll uh, make our predictions for the uh, the big national championship game between uh, Washington and Michigan next here on Rock 101.1.